Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Disney has delayed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in the aftermath of James Gunn's firing. Melissa Rosenberg has left Netflix and Marvel for Warner Brothers TV. Ugh. And Ant-Man and the Wasp has debuted in China, pushing it past Ant-Man 1 and over $500 million. All that and your feedback right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. <laughs> Matt Carroll. <laughs> we, we have, we have, we, we're here with a good news and feedback episode. And you know, I'm kind of excited about today's feedback. Uh, a, lot, a lot of pe- a few people wrote in their ideas for replacing the Avengers. Last episode, we talked Ooh. about uh, replacing yeah. the Avengers. And uh, you know what? Like, I feel like when we do an episode like that, where we're trying to just come up with ideas. It's only half the conversation because you guys write in and often your ideas are way better than ours because <laughs> you're just smarter people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know what such smart people are doing listening to us. Right. Uh, I was going to say something about wisdom of the crowds or uh, how there's a lot more of you, but no, it's just the facts that there are some individuals in our audience that are just much smarter than us. So, or better writers, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Nope. Just smarter. I'm just going to stick with smarter. You just stick with smarter. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So I'm sure we got some several engineers in the crowd. I know a lot of engineers. They're not very smart. <laughs> yeah, we're not great people. I'm just kidding. I'm sort of razzing my girlfriend. My girlfriend's an engineer and I like to make bet I like to make engineers or dumb jokes just to bother her. Like she doesn't she isn't actively an engineer now. Now she's an occupational therapist. Um but she she is an engineer. She has a P, uh, a not a PhD, a uh, master's in engineering. So I like to like How's that working out? Uh, it, well, it's a, it's a, it's a good degree, but she just didn't like doing it. So she moved on and got a master's in occupational therapy and now she does that. Um, she just, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was a good degree. She just didn't, she didn't want to do the lab work it was going to require. She wanted to do something with, with people cause she's a sweetheart. Yeah, um, she is. I can confirm that. Yeah. I, I think even the crowd, <laughs> even the, even the crowd knows she's a sweetheart. She's been on a few episodes. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's dive into some news first. Well, let's go. I think we got two stories that we will talk about short, uh, quickly, and then I have one I feel like we're going to get hung up on. So let's go ahead and throw in those two shorter ones, and I think you know which ones I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's go with the short one about the short person. Um, <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp has debuted in China, uh, putting the uh, that movie, the sequel, at five hundred and forty-four million dollars worldwide. Uh, the first the first film was just short of that. God, I'm making so many short puns. Um, <laughs> the first film was at $519 million overall for its entire run. So it's already beating its its predecessor. Yeah, that's great. And that just goes to show you that Evangeline Lilly in a lead role in the title is what it's about. Yeah, it was def- <laughs> definitely a positive for the franchise. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you have a... It's the first Marvel female titled a uh, movie and she's got the second half of it uh it's it's like kind of about time they uh stop being second class citizens in this universe i don't think they've treated women uh poorly in the universe but it's just we haven't had a movie starring one yet uh so it's time yeah and yeah. We, it really is time what is it february we've got captain marvel is that right oh yes i cannot wait for captain marvel i am hearing 
uh, I, I just keep hearing more about it, and it excites me every time because it just seems like we're really getting into like uh, the cosmic universe and sort of political intrigue, and that just reminds me of like Star Trek that I loved, like a war. You're trying to stop a war between two races. That just sounds like that sounds like my kind of movie. I just am excited about it. <laughs> yep. Um, there was a video that was posted by Lee Pace uh, within the past couple of days where he's just walking by what looks like to be an aqueduct, yeah. like an ancient Roman aqueduct. I watched that video Marvel hat on. and I didn't get it. Uh, I, I didn't get it either. He's just walking, but he's got his Captain Marvel hat on. And I'm like, ah, it's Lee Pace with Captain Marvel. Ah, that means Rhoda the Accuser's going to be back. Oh, I thought we already knew that. I thought we talked about that no, on the we, show. No, we did know that. It's just like him wearing right. it and, you know, looking at the camera and grinning. I'm like, yay. Okay. okay. I'm so happy. Someone was saying like it was, there was an e- there was a like Easter egg, Captain Marvel Easter egg in that video. And I was like, I don't see it. He's just walking around. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I Ronan in the accuser. I'm excited to have him fleshed out more as a character. Cause I, I don't think they did a bad job in guardians with him. I I'm, I'm a big defender of guardians as this whole podcast audience knows. I loved guardians of the galaxy. And I think that his, they do a great job of sketching out his character um, with the limited amount of screen time they wanted to give him. Um, yeah. Cause you have to develop a, a team of five assholes. Yeah. And you, you, Marvel has a Marvel. The first Marvel movies, the, the origin stories are always stories about the heroes. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, you know, it's fine. It it's totally fine with me that that's what our, that's what our, our story was. Um, but I actually really enjoyed Lee Pace's Ronan and the accuser. And I am really excited to see him come back and get fleshed out. And then we're going to be able to go back and watch, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and have it like have that more, more, even more depth to that character. Uh, just that connectivity working in reverse. I mean, uh, you know, that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Like speaking of like going back and rewatching movies. Last night I rewatched uh, Doctor Strange just because we were on Netflix poking around. I happened to go past Doctor Strange and I was like, "Hey, I want to watch this again." And then the whole family was like, "Yeah, Doctor Strange." I'm like, "Yes, you're right to be excited about Doctor Strange." Mm-hmm. So I hit play and we're watching Doctor Strange. And as he goes down his little acid trip. Like with the ancient one showing him all of the multiverse that he doesn't know about, there were several parts of that where he like it looked like he burst into ashes or dust and was like made into particles and then put back together over and over again. And she specifically said in there, "What if I told you I could teach your teach your body to, or I could reprogram your body to rebuild itself in different ways." Oh, interesting. That's a great. Uh, we we should make a YouTube video about that. Uh, like that's yeah. the kind of thing. That that's a great connection. You, you that's see, the kind of YouTube seeing. theory video um, that this world needs. Yeah, it really is. Um, that's awesome, man. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I was I was really excited when that when that happened. I was like, what? Oh, what's our next What's our next news story? Our next news story would be that uh, Melissa Rosenberg has left Netflix and Marvel uh, for a deal with an eight figure deal with Warner Brothers Television. Uh, Melissa Rosenberg, as you may or may not know, was the creator and showrunner for Jessica Jones seasons one and two. Yeah, that bums me out that we would uh we would lose her and the marvel side 
but it does make me think like uh, okay I don't know I'm about to talk talk against my previous self um, I don't like the idea of DC just trying to copy Marvel yeah or Marvel or any company just trying to copy another company I want them to make their own thing that is you know stands on its own or whatever but I've also said over and over that I think that DC needs to be doing things more like Marvel, so I can't really, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but 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 what I mean by that, in most cases, is just like making better, more character-based movies that that in, make you invest in these characters. You, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't earn I don't, the character investment. Although I've, I've I just listened to this long podcast about the. Uh, it's called it's it's called Business Wars. Have you heard of this? No. I'm going to recommend this to the to everybody because it's, it's a podcast called Business Wars and they take a a a classic competition of two businesses. Like they do Sony versus uh Sony versus Nintendo and they do this big long that's the first one I listened to and it was like from the inception of Nintendo like 300 years ago or something uh, when it was just like a toy company and take it all the way to now and they talk about all the ways that Sony and them have fought over different things over the years in, in the video game wars <laughs> um, by the way if uh, if I ever write a, a fictional novel about the future I'm going to have to say the video game wars uh, is a thing that happened because that just sounds like something that would <laughs> like that would happen. Yeah. In the, no. Yeah. That that makes absolutely perfect sense. The video game wars of the anyway. So the video game competition between those two companies. Uh, but they also did a Marvel DC one, and it's like a six six episode, about thirty minutes up per episode, and they go back and forth talking about how Marvel and DC like kind of jockeyed for position and took over and like stole from each other and stole ideas from each other and like you know and, and, and I think the competition they have had for so long has been good for both companies. And I think in, in the worst ways, I think DC has tried to be its own brand when it comes to these movies. Uh, they've tried to separate themselves in kind of the worst ways. I don't know. And I'm, 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 it it makes me sad to lose that person, but it kind of makes me glad to see they're trying to grab a good creative force from the Marvel side instead of just like <laughs> comping yeah. ideas from the Marvel side. They're actually like trying to, um, they're actually taking the people who are creative forces behind the Marvel stuff and trying to make, put them in positions of power. Now, that being said, this is WB not necessarily going to work for DC, but it seems like she probably is right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's 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 with Warner Brothers Television. It doesn't really go into much other than that. Um, we've already seen, and it's you know, it's a multi-year development deal, so it could be a lot of things. Sure. Um, with WBTV, and it still doesn't mean that the movies are going to be any better. Do you think that? Oh, uh, do we know who's showrunning Batman, Batwoman yet? Uh oh, that's not something I research. Right. You 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 stick on the Marvel side. Well, do you know about Batwoman? I know that Ruby Rose is going to be the uh, the lead. Right, right, right. That's right. We talked about that. Um, Batwoman uh, is going to be a thing over the over the the DC TV side, but that's going to be kind of in the same universe as all the other CW shows. So I I can't imagine that this uh, this the, the Jessica Jones showrunner is going to want to go from Netflix to CW. 
Yeah. But she does seem like a good fit for a Batwoman series <laughs> at the same time. There's probably already a showrunner for that because they're already playing on that ne- coming out next year. And this is just a development deal. So, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's just my random thoughts on that. Well, uh, apparently Greg Berlanti is um, going to be EPing as well as Carolyn Dries. Okay, so it is... It is Berlanti, so it could be in the Berlanti verse, which is all the CW stuff. So yeah, anyway, I mean, that's where Batwoman is. So uh, it's it's good to uh, hear one last time from you, Melissa Rosenberg. We'll probably never speak of you again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just don't really talk about DC a whole lot here because we, d- you know, my mom always said if you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just I'm just teasing. I just had a It's just making jokes, people. Just making jokes. I love DC and Marvel. I just want them to I want to see DC do better. I really do. I love I love everything Marvel's doing and DC has done limited good things as of late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked you know, I liked Batman the Animated Series. I liked the, the animated series Young Justice. Oh, I've Batman the Animated Series. I, that's not. That's just at this point canonized. That's like that's the that is that is my Batman. That's what I grew up on. You know. <laughs> yep. Hashtag my Batman. Oh yeah. But Mark Hamill's my Joker. Yes. And Kevin Conroy's my Batman. That's right. And 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 then I got the pleasure of playing those games, which brought my Batman and my Joker into an adult realm and let me pretend to be them, both of them. It was uh, oh, just yeah. man. That has been some of the best content ever created. Um, and I, and I, 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 want, I want more of it. Um, I, I bought the Spider-Man game that's coming out on September 7th just because I'm like, maybe it's a superhero oh, no. game. Maybe. It's coming out September 7th? Oh, that's right. It is, yeah. Oh, God. I can't, do, I can't record Iron Fist. <laughs> I'm going to play Spider-Man. <laughs> We're just going to alternate recording, recording Iron Fist and playing Spider-Man, both of us, and see who can get through it quicker. Um, yeah, it's gonna be me. You gonna, got a wedding. I got the day off. It's gonna be you. I've got a wedding on September seventh and eighth, and a gig on September 9th. So we're gonna be fighting to record all those iron fists, and I'm gonna be running around playing at people's. It's gonna be people's like you know the day of their marriage. It's like most important day of their life, and I'm gonna be up there singing and going. But Iron Fist, I gotta finish Iron Fist and play Spider Man. <laughs> Davos, Davos is so mad. Don't don't tell any of those people. That's the way I talk on this podcast about playing a wedding. Okay, Um, (laughs) gotta keep my. (laughs) It's the most important day of your life and their lives. That's that's kind of how you have to treat it, and like I do when I'm up there. That is really where my focus is, but. I I am definitely gonna want like long to be home playing Spider Man, and that week following, I know we've got a lot of Iron Fist to watch, but man, I'm gonna play so much Spider Man. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll probably do an episode on it <laughs> since you're getting it in. I'm, I'm getting it. That sounds great. Yeah, cool. We'll we'll delve into game review, I guess. Yeah, it's you know, it's Marvel. Since you know, there's nothing else that we got going on. No other content coming up. Oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah, we got a lot. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the big story of the day. Okay. Our number one story. Yeah. With a bullet. So Disney has indefinitely delayed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three after James Gunn has been fired. So I don't want to be overly alarmist about this. I'm still real. Pi- I'm still real pissed at Marvel, 
and uh, Disney yeah. specifically. I, I don't know if this is true. I've heard from business insiders, not of my personal connection, but on podcasts talking about this. And apparently, Mar- there's 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 some like s- split between Marvel and Disney. Like Marvel wants to hire rehire Gun, and Disney won't let them. Which uh, I don't know how true that is, but that's what I'm hearing from a few podcasts and stuff that are out there in Los Angeles and probably know more than I do. Uh, and it makes sense. It makes sense that the people at Marvel might have a closer connection to gun and the parent company, Disney be like, no, we can't do that. Um, cause they're just a big corporation. That's kind of soulless at this point in my mind. Um, pretty mad at Disney. I'm pretty mad. Um, but I don't want to be overly alarmist because they lost their director of course, it's possible that there'll be delays. Like, that's not finding a new director for it. Replacing James Gunn is not going to be easy, first of all. Replacing yeah. someone with that sensibility. Um, the only thing we have that's akin to this is when we lost Edgar Wright for Ant-Man. And I think that movie was probably worse for it. I think Edgar Wright probably... Sh- we, we, we all would have been better off if Edgar Wright had stuck around. But... Um, they did not delay that movie. That movie went on. And yeah. it still came out on schedule. Uh, yep. So that is the, thing, the only thing that kind of makes me nervous about this is the fact that, like, we've seen them do this before, and they immediately jumped right back in and got it, got it done. Um, they're Disney. They have all the power in the world. They could find another director and probably give them all the money in the world to get them to come over to their side and make this movie. But James Gunn's hard to replace. We already have a sensibility set in this universe that we that we're all going to feel weird if it changes. And the other thing that makes me nervous is the fact that uh, the entire cast and crew have come out in support of James Gunn, and I think that's yeah. the difference here. Like there wasn't a big outcry uh, when when Edgar Wright was let go or or, or left or whatever. Um, and I, I'm I'm downright nervous that they might and. To add complication to this, it's spoiler alert for Infinity War, most of these characters have disappeared. Yeah. Uh, the only one that's still around is Rocket, right? I'm, 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 I'm right on that, right? Yeah, Rocket's the one that, uh, that did not go away. Who is voiced by someone who is not on set, who doesn't have the same personal connection with James Gunn, and who is who could probably even be revoiced and we wouldn't notice and anyone could play the role on set and not probably won't, probably won't be James Gunn's brother anymore. Um, so yeah, it kind of seems like if they wanted to, they could easily let the guardians cease to exist. Um, yeah, but like I said, I don't want to be overly alarmist, but it could be the soulless Disney corporation saying, Oh, you guys want to put out an open letter? Uh, we can we can shut you guys down completely, and this movie can just go away. Oh man, that makes me really sad. It makes me really sad too. I would love, honestly, I would love to see a Guardians three thousand team, like the the original team that Yondu was on, right? And I would like to see that team, you know, be put into play and everything, and you know, and and get some screen time. Um. And it would be really easy for them to just do a Guardians 3000 movie and have those guys be the new Guardians that were just kind of like, you know, cropped up in the wake of the original Guardians being dispersed or <laughs> dispersed is a little, little harsh word. Yeah. Um, 
uh, being dealt with by Thanos's hand. Yeah. Um. I. I th- I don't think that's going to happen. I think they want Star Lord to stick around. I know Mar- yeah. Marvel has got to want Star Lord to stay around. Um, they're only two. Mo- they're only three movies into the, all those characters, uh, and they're all so beloved. I j- I don't think they want to get rid of them. That being said, it, I, it could be just how <sighs> yeah. much control does Disney have, and it it seems like all of it. And I mean. <sighs> When 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 Disney bought Marvel, the, uh, everyone kind of was like, "What a WTF?" You know, like, "What is going on?" Like, why would you this mo- movie companies putting out these great Marvel movies put themselves in the hands of Disney? And up until now, I've been very happy with what they've done with it. And yeah. this is like to me the first time Disney's made a decision that's just like, "You are you are harming this universe. Um, you are <laughs> you are actively harming it," and that's. It's not good. I feel like you're assaulting my universe. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I guess, I mean, that's the news. That's the news, people. Um, Sorry. We could probably rant on it about a while, but if you want more ranting about it, yeah. go two, epi- two, or two episodes ago, <laughs> and I rant for a good hour uh, <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> They've already got that though. They want yeah. more. I'm saying you want to hear it again. Go for it. Hey, what about the uh, what about the possibility of a darker Marvel universe, like less fun? It's just dark. Like uh, what was originally envisioned to be the ending in Infinity War, um, where Thanos is walking toward Gamora, you know, under the pavilion, but. Instead of him just like walking over to her, it was he was walking in a river of blood. Ugh. That's gross. Yeah, apparently that was like one of the alternate endings or, or like one of the original thoughts for it. The VFX team did it. And then they were like, uh, it might be a little too dark. Let's bring that back. Yeah. It probably is. All right. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to get into your feedback now. Uh, and some of you are sending some really cool feedback about uh, about your thoughts on who will replace the Avengers. So we got kind of some more talk about that, which what we talked about last week. Uh, but uh, we, we got a lot of other things, too. All right. So we got Joshua Mason hitting us up on Twitter, at MCUcast, for connectivity. I would love a brief cameo with Mac from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming to get uh, Luke Cage to sign the Accords if they're still in place after Avengers 4. Likeliness this will happen, like 1% chance, but fun to think about. Ooh, I really like the idea of not just Mac. I'd like to see uh, the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. team uh, going. And yes, it would be nice to see uh, Mac and Luke Cage on the screen together. He's... Uh, beautiful towering black men um <laughs> uh, <laughs> no other way to put it they, man. they both are no they both they're both very uh similar body types for sure uh and but it'd be interesting to see i don't know Ma- max a tough guy but he's no luke cage you know <laughs> like be interesting yeah. i wonder who's taller oh that's a good question like the the height of the actors i'm sure we could figure that out real quick yeah um, we have the internet at our fingertips yeah uh, well, but either way, I think that the uh, the Shield team 
uh, coming into contact with with the Luke, any of the any of the Netflix universe. You know, it's going to be their last. Uh, no, we don't know that yet, but we, we we've been speculating this might be their last season of Shield, right? Yeah, um, we've we've talked about it, and they're putting it out in a weird time. Yeah, uh, weird time of year, but apparently. The uh, the people at ABC, Channing, what is their name? Channing Dungy, um, whoever the the lead is at ABC is like, no, it's not the last one. We plan to keep going with them. I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem that way though. Well, I mean, a lot of shows when they do a major cast change like that last one more season, and so I'm I'm prepared for that eventuality that this may be the last season we have of Age of Shield. <laughs> Uh, just because it happens Preparing all the time, myself mentally and emotionally. Yeah, there's so many shows where they get they lose the me- the lead for whatever reason, and they go one more season. But maybe that won't be the case. I think we've definitely got a team that they could build around. But not only did we lose Coulson, we also lost Fitz. But they can they can try to find him again. So you yeah, know, I think if they find just, Fitz, uh, it, it, I, I kind of hate the idea of them getting that other Fitz. Because he's going to go back a few months in character development, and I really liked what they'd done with him. <laughs> yeah, him like coming to like, terms with his evil side, like and try and, and just and Gemma coming to terms with his evil side. I don't know. The whole thing was interesting. Yeah, and if they find him, and, are they going to be like, "Hey, so when you got back from the whole space thing, you did some real effed up shit"? Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need you to watch yourself. Yeah, like let's go ahead and address the fact that you probably have a dark side that's going to show up. Uh, can we can we run through that really quick? We have, we have T minus four months till dark side, according to my Fitz calendar. Um, you need to uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, maybe deal. With, maybe go back into the framework and do some therapy. Do some. I'm not. Yeah, maybe you maybe you need to see a doctor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and and so we know Mike Coulter is six foot three. Henry Simmons is six foot four. Ooh, take that, Luke Cage. Yeah, I don't know if they want them on screen together. If Luke Cage, if uh, if uh, Mr. Shotgun Axe is bigger than Luke Cage, <laughs> maybe he needs to come up against somebody who's not uh, you know shotgun axable. Yeah, no, that that actually would be wonderful if. They they had to have have a shotgun axe fight. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> it would. But he was impenetrable. Pretty great. All right, what we got next? Let's see. Next up, <clears throat> 084 says to us on Twitter, at MTUCast, I got nostalgic and wanted to listen to your first few episodes that you mentioned in your fourth anniversary episode, but they're gone. On every catcher, it starts with AOS Season 2 instead of Guardians. That is weird. Um... I don't know why so many episodes are missing. Uh, I blame Matt. Uh, yeah, it's probably my fault. That's that's probably true. <laughs> um, but I will try to do some research and see if we can get them. Some catchers have limits and stuff that like of how many can go. But but I know I know shows have like hundreds. I mean we have I don't know how many hundred episodes we have at this point. But uh, but I'll, but I'll see. But I can get those up. Episodes. I believe. 300 okay i believe everything is available on our website though if you are looking so mcucast.com there's a download link even uh with, on all of our episodes so if you if you are so inclined you can literally go just download them directly uh from our 
from our show, uh, from our website. And yes, I'm looking at it and our, our website, everything's available. Um, and there's a download link on every episode. So, so I'm sorry that the cat, sometimes the catchers are weird. Um, but mcucast.com people, it's there for that reason. Exactly. <laughs> Cause we don't want to trust the internet completely. I don't trust the internet. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Cargo Man Shark said to us on Twitter, uh, nice episode today. What about the obvious idea for a post-Avengers team? Thunderbolts. They came out of the Disassembled series in the comics, and they were great. Thunderbolts are like Ross's team, right? Uh, no, that was Baron Zemo's team. Okay. It was it was the team of, of whoa, former villains wannabe villains that like kind of wanted to turn over a good leaf sort of but also zemo was kind of trying to be like oh look how great we are you want to keep us around world because we're doing good things and then like being like secretly really bad but then like they somehow got government funding and like it they've been through a lot (laughs) gotcha so we could see a thunderbolt i mean let's think about who is what if Okay, this is this is kind of interesting. Uh, so, so speaking of you know a different team getting funding from the government and all that stuff, and the and the uh, the Sokovia Accords, what if? Oh my goodness, I don't know how we haven't thought about this before. How we haven't talked about this before. We're so worried about th- thinking of this in superhero terms, but think about Infinity War from a Sokovia Accords point of view. The entire team went against the Accords, including all everyone on Team Iron Man. They all went against the Accords, and then half of the world's population disappeared. Oh, snap. That just strengthened the Accords by, like, a factor of a million. Like, yeah. So I think I think Cargo Man Shark's onto a good point, is what I'm saying. Uh, like, we, we talked about if they jumped in time and go to the future or what, what are they going to do? And like, but first thing I feel like they have to do, and it's, it's very much what they've been doing with this whole and first three phases, especially since, uh, you know, civil war, um, they, they've been making, they've been fighting evil, but in the, in the, in the process of fighting evil, innocents have been harmed. And this is like on such a massive scale. And we literally had thunder, you know, <laughs> speaking of Thunderbolt Ross, like standing there saying, you know, no, don't, uh, is, is that not related to the Thunderbolts? Thunderbolt Ross? No. Okay, I, I really, I, why, why is his name Thunderbolt? Anyway, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. That's that's not, that's that's a side point. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm, I don't know. I never didn't thought of that. You you had you had the Triskelion and that and that that big destruction. You had uh, you know um, Sokovia itself falling to Earth. Yeah. Like that was a bigger destruction. And then the next time the Avengers go out on a big mission. <laughs> Uh, half the world disappears after they completely, um, you know, resist Ross trying to stop them or trying to, what if Ross had a better plan, you know, and, 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 and he's going to be able to, uh, sort of Monday morning quarterback what the Avengers did and why they did it. And there's going to be congressional hearings and there's going to be the, like the government is going to get, uh, uh, and, and we know that in, 
uh, pretty much whenever this kind of stuff happens, where like there's a huge population loss, or or like uh, there's there the, the population is going to be open to something like the thunderbolts or, or some other form of just like totalitarianism, you know. This could be a very dark universe that we come back to. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, that's you know you're making the assumption that Ross was not in the fifty percent gone. Well, well uh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm saying Ross may not be the guy leading it, but Ross definitely reported back to his superiors and said, "I tried to stop them, and they completely yeah. ignored me." Um, yeah, so they completely ignored me. Gone. It's going to be on the record <laughs> that all the Avengers went against the Accords, like in a very public way. Well, I don't know how public it was. It was in, it was in uh, Wakanda. Uh, maybe, so, you know, maybe they don't even know what happened. Um, but they know that the, the entire Avengers left to go to a mission, and then the world, like half the world's population disappeared. Well, uh, this is taken from the Thunderbolts uh, Wikipedia article, so I'm not sure how... Uh, accurate it is but it says the the in the publication history the thunderbolts were first presented as a group of superheroes like the avengers both to readers and to the marvel universe who became heroes to help protect the world when the avengers were declared dead after the events of the 1996 onslaught crossover however the final page of the first issue of their comic book revealed that the thunderbolts were the masters of evil in disguise a surprise twist carefully guarded by marvel oh, that's a cool that's a very cool twist um yeah, I think something like that is absolutely possible, uh, at least in this shattered dark universe that we're going to see <laughs> in Avengers 4. Uh, I don't know if it'll persist, uh, but yeah, I, I guess those two theories are kind of separate. The Thunderbolts is definitely a, an interesting idea if the Avengers aren't around, or the Avengers just like get completely uh, disavowed by the government or whatnot. Uh, but I also yeah. think that... You know, they were eventually led by Hawkeye, so that that might be where they come in. <laughs> wow, that is interesting. That is interesting. That uh, Yeah, good, <laughs> good, good idea. Um, good idea with the Thunderbolts, because it does seem like it lines up in some interesting ways. It so. does. Thank you, Carpenter Shark. Thank you very much. <laughs> Muchos gracias. Cargo Man Shark. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Zuhair Ali said on Twitter, Adam Cast, I listened to your newest cast about who could replace the Avengers. How cool would it be if the Avengers were taking on Kang in this epic opening fight scene and Tony has to call new Avengers before being captured to save them like in Earth's Mightiest Heroes? It's, that sounds like it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it does. I, just, just the idea, yeah, I haven't really thought about that either like now that we're really getting into the speculation about uh what's going to happen in infinity war um part or infinity part four or avengers part four infinity part four. Oh <laughs> gosh uh just call it endgame avengers endgame yeah it's it's a possible and it's a possible name for sure um apparently it's the front runner oh how do we know that uh, just all of the articles that I've ever read are all like, oh, it's going to be Endgame because Doctor Strange said we're now entering the Endgame. And Endgame's what everybody in the industry is saying, so it's Endgame. Hmm. We'll see. Um, we talked about that a few episodes ago. I have my issues with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. I haven't seen Earth's Minus Heroes, uh, but 
like I'm not go watch it right I now. I know. I've I watched a couple episodes uh, and and now you told me it gets better, but the first two episodes are sort of kiddish and I just haven't delved in. And there's just so much TV to watch. Um but uh it would be kind of amazing if they're like fi- like the the threats keep ratcheting up, right? Um but and especially with the entire universe being on its last leg because half the population just disappeared. Like, everywhere is vulnerable. And it would be interesting if someone like Kang was doing a big, like, you know, taking over a lot of places or whatever. Um, and, and, like, it would be interesting if, it, like, in, 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 in Guardians 2 style, where, like, like we're watching, we're watching Iron Man and Ant-Man and whoever else try to go back in time to stop the snapshot. Uh, while in the background of all of that, there's like some humongous war on who against the Thunderbolts and Kang or something like that. Like just completely like, oh man, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like a like they're on the secret mission. They're like, ah, this war doesn't matter because we can go back and fix it. Yeah, and maybe it maybe, shouldn't be here. That actually would make a lot of interesting sense if like they had scenes where you know they're trying to beg, uh, beg Tony. And Tony to like stop. We've talked about that, but what if they're begging Tony to help? Like they're like Tony, stop. Get out of your dream world of trying to go back in time to stop this. And you need to help with the threat that's happening right now. And I can absolutely see like like Black Widow giving him that talk. And then he's like, "You're right. I'm gonna help. I'll I'll work on the suit tonight. Something like that. You know, he's an older man, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like she leaves the room, and he's like. Uh, you know, whatever. Not Jarvis. But I'm not going to help. Whoever, whoever. <laughs> Jarvis, is. bring up the time control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring up the time schematic. Like that's that's a scene, man. That's a good scene. Um, anyway, actually, no, it would have been Friday, not Jarvis. Yeah, no, I was, I was I was asking who's no Friday was was it Friday? Yeah, is his new one okay? Who's what's what's uh Spidey's named? Karen. Karen. That's right. <laughs> I can't remember anything. I have the worst memory. I met a lady. That's okay. That, I That's met, why I'm here. Again, this is like me talking about my uh, my wedding job, uh, my bands that I run for do weddings. Um, we had we had a, we had a lady come to me this week, and we met for coffee to talk about her event. She gave me the deposit. We talked about the event. I sat with this woman for 45 minutes. Sat across the table from her. Talked to her. And uh, then I was pulling up at the venue, and I just completely forgot that I'd already met her and that I should know what she looks like. And this lady walked up to me and says, hey, Matt, Matthew, right? And I was like, uh, oh, yes, yes, are you Barbara? We had sat and had coffee for like 45 minutes, like three days ago. And I <laughs> did. I had no recollection of the coffee, the fact that we had talked about this event, or... Of her face. Like, I have just nothing. Nothing at all in my brain. I was just like, oh, are you Barbara? And she's like, yeah, we, we, we met the other day. And I was like, <laughs> right. How do you even get out of that? How do you even say, like, I'm sorry, I forgot you existed, person I spoke to for 45 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, see, normally at that point, I would have been, I would have said something along the lines of, oh, God, yeah, well, I mean, I've slept since then, so it's hard to... Yeah, but they recall things they, like they that. want you to seem like you really have your stuff together when you're doing weddings. And uh, I do when it comes to my job at a wedding, but sometimes, like, I have to write everything down on a piece of paper before I go to a gig. I have to, like, 
and I study it before the gig. Like I'm like, this is the groom's name, this is the bride's name, this is their president, this is what I need to do. Like I, I, I have to do that, and part of that is because I'm doing a different wedding, so often two times a week. So it's just like I can't keep all these names and people and pictures straight, you know. <laughs> yeah. While every time while they're doing their first dance, I'm often singing a song for them, and I have to focus on the song, but I'm also just trying to stare at them, like at their faces, to try to remember who they are later. Because <laughs> often the first dance oh, is the man. first time I've ever seen them, because we they're not available when we get there to load in, and often they're from a different state or something. You know, it's it's very interesting. It's a weird world because you're such a big part of their their big day, like the entertainment at their wedding, but. They see yeah. you all night. They remember you. I I get people all the time coming up to me like, you were so good at our wedding. And I'm like, uh, what's your name? <laughs> like, I, just, I feel really horrible about it, but it's just really hard. And it's like a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Uh, but that's not true of everyone. You should, you should just be like, yeah, man, thanks. Congrats again. They, How's it? How has the wedding or the marriage been? Believe me, that's what I do. But sometimes they don't come up. So obviously <laughs> sometimes they come up and like, hey, Matt. And they give me a hug. I have no idea why. And I just hug. I just, <laughs> I hug so many strangers. It's a, it's a life, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hug a stranger, you know? That's, yeah. That's how you spread the love in the world, really. I, I also do singing telegrams uh, during the week. Oh, yeah. And so I get people coming up and hugging me from that, too. Like, you were so sweet. Because a lot of times they have a video of it, so they've seen me perform it 15 times, and they've seen, they know my face now. And so they just walk up to me in public and hug me, and I'm like, okay, where do I? And I just have to, like, from context clues, build a picture of who this person is. Um, it's, it's, pre- it's, pretty, it's pretty awful. It's pretty atrocious. Um, uh, yeah. I once, had a, I once had a guy hire me to sing we've lost that love and feeling to his girlfriend because they had broke oh, they had broken up and he was trying to get her back and then like two years later i was in, in traffic and he like open he saw me and i was in my tuxedo like going to a telegram so i looked exactly the same and he rolled down his window he's like hey man i heard you to go sing to my girlfriend she worked at walmart it was it was you lost that love and feeling i was like oh yeah how'd that go and he was like not good <laughs> and that was that was the only update I had, and it made me sad, but also made me laugh real hard. Not good. He, you know, he had two years of perspective at this point, so it's, yeah, it's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't just like you, son of a bitch. <laughs> you did it wrong. That did not work out for me. Oh man. What else we got there, Jeff? Oh, man, that was funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I need to compose myself so I can read. Oh, I got this. <laughs> got Steve Abramowitz says, uh, Howdy, guys. Wouldn't we assume that a solo Black Widow movie would be about Budapest and how her Hawkeye remember things? Ve- her and Hawkeye remember things very differently? Therefore, pre-snapping, just like Ant-Man and Wasp, we shall see, Steve. Um, so, uh, yes, that is a possibility. We've definitely discussed the idea that it might be in Budapest, but I don't think that's a foregone conclusion by any means. Nah, no, nah, I don't think that that's absolutely got to be the, the way that the Black Widow movie goes. I'd love it, though. What I would like to see, I think I've talked about this before, uh, I would like to see it be centered around interviews of 
like them after the fact, like debriefing almost, and how they're like they're talking in an interview about how something happened to you know unknown face who turns out to be Nick Fury at the end, whatever, um, and then. Like, as they're talking, they have a flashback on it from their perspective, but they're talking about it, and the flashback that, like, Hawkeye has, and the Hawk and the flashback that, um, that Nat has are just very different. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny. Um, I do think it'd be interesting if he appears, at least, in the Black Widow movie. Um, but I don't know. Man, Marvel can have this idea for free, but, um, they really, really should do a Black Widow Netflix show. We've talked about it before. We had another, we had this idea on a previous episode, um, but man, is it a good idea to have yeah. like a younger actress, like sixteen year old actress, like a la Red Sparrow or whatever, like uh, being trained to be a Russian spy, and then like her going into you know trying to maintain her humanity while she's like a Russian spy, and then her conversion over to like working for the good guys. And then the, 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 the questions you have when you're working for the government, like whether you're doing the right thing, even when you're on the side of America and like, and, and you could even couch it with just like a few scenes of Scarlett Johansson in the future, like, uh, <laughs> whatever thinking back or whatever, man, it would be good. Yeah. Just like her sitting on the couch, like literally couching it, sitting on the couch with uh, <laughs> with Clint, like after the events of Infinity War, you know, where everything's all shitty and they're just like, God, <sighs> life back then was so much easier, right? And, and she's like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think we remember back then very differently. <laughs> Fade out. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> no, I, I think I think it'd be super cool. I think that, like, even just one, uh, like, if they, if they came out with a Black Widow movie and at the same time came out with a Black Widow, like, prequel series, oh, that series would get so much, so much traction, and then all those people who watch the series because they watch all the Marvel stuff will be so much more excited about the Black Widow movie. <gasps> No, Matt, Matt, I just figured it out. This is the idea that Marvel needs to have and that that needs to, this needs to hit TV so bad. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> Imagine sitting on the <laughs> kids sitting on the couch and it's Jeremy Renner's voice over everything. It's like, "All right, kids, I'm going to tell you about how I met your aunt Nat." <laughs> <laughs> And it's how I met Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like super cheese. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, comedy what, series. What if they? What if? What if they're like Budapest? Whatever that relationship in Budapest that they built was like, you know, her conversion story. But it's also like way more complicated than just like a battle. It's like they're doing a bunch of espionage and like coming up against each other. And she's realizing she's on the wrong side of things and realizes he's a good man somehow. And like, like that all could like culminate and just that, that just could be wonderful. It really could be wonderful. It could. Um, and, and you could, you could even just do a one season thing. And then if it's super successful, why not? Why not do a season two where she's like learning to work with shield and meeting Nick yeah. Fury. Oh, it'd be so good. 
We need to have that series. Yep. That is that is the series I'm most excited about uh, for the upcoming Marvel series. And then we could bring Phil Coulson back. You, They definitely could. I think it... Yeah. Uh, do you think he's not going to be in next season of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he's doing a movie and the relationships are just that bad between the movie and TV side? I don't know, man. I, I don't want to believe that the relationships are bad because it's all connected, right? Right. And the the companies are one, and they're all doing connected things, and it's connected, so yeah. that we have to have the connectivity, and, and please... Please don't let that happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's already happened with this whole separation of the TV side, which is now under Disney, solely under Disney, really, and not really under the Marvel. It's not under Feige anymore. And it's just like, just people, you oh, no, have some The vision. TV stuff is still under uh, Ike Perlmutter. That's what I mean, yeah. So the TV... You said under Disney. Isn't he under Disney? I, I'm sorry. He Isn't he the head of Disney? And then Feige... No, Perlmutter's the, the head of uh, Marvel. Uh, Kevin Feige reports to Bob Iger, who's the head of Disney. Right, right. But they both report to Bob Iger. And any, any, anyway, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. It's just that they're under separate places, and Kevin Feige no, have, no, no longer has control over the TV side. And it sounds like he doesn't want control over the TV side, from what I understand, but like... Yeah, um, I don't know. They're just caring about their movies, but what they don't understand is their movies are being undergirded by these shows, which give people like us something to care about. Like, I don't know. I would feel a lot less invested if it was only I was only seeing three movies a year instead of three movies a year plus six series. You know, um, I don't know. Just is it just six series? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just throwing numbers yeah. out. It's uh, <laughs> the f- five, six, seven, eight, at least eight. <laughs> nine. Oh, man. It's nine series. We got five Netflix God. series, six Netflix series, um, plus Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that's nine. And, and then we have other ones coming and that have already happened and gone away. So we have like, there have been man. like 12 series of the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe, which is just insane. Mm. God. Anyway, so speaking on uh, Phil Coulson going over to do a movie, apparently something from that movie that he's gone over to do has shown up in Infinity War, and we didn't even know it. Yeah. Kenny Carlson sent us a link as saying that uh, the hype for Captain Marvel is really something now, huh? And it's it's a link showing that uh, the what was his name Black Dwarf or no uh, Black Dwarf was his comic name. He just called him Cold Obsidian in the in the movie. The big guy, the big guy that was under Thanos in Infinity War, it's having a, fi- had, having like, a fight with uh, with Tony Stark in the first scene. Uh, one of the yeah, one, yeah, of the fir- that, one of the first scenes of Infinity War, second scene, I guess. Um, yeah, and in there you can see on his belt is what looks like part of the original Captain Marvel's costume. Yep, it really does. Um, and so I think that's a really good catch. I can't believe it took this long to see it. I guess it always takes this long because it's those Easter eggs really get caught once people start watching 
at home and like <laughs> you know yeah freeze framing well, I mean, everything like that movie was so big there was so much going on like it's hard to catch something that small yeah basically just has her sash around his waist it looks, it looks like maybe it's a trophy maybe he maybe we're gonna see him in a in 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 uh the captain marvel movie or maybe he's only killed marvell um yeah, just don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. Is yeah. that that looks like a trophy from Marvel? Yeah. So what if what if um, I don't know how Thanos would tie into the Kree Scroll War, but what if Thanos, um, what if Thanos is somehow in Captain Marvel and like maybe what Captain Marvel's been out in the universe for whatever? Maybe she's been frozen in ice at the bottom of some other planet's North Pole. Uh, <laughs> but she who knows she's out she's been out in the world in the world somewhere maybe she's known about the thanos threat maybe she sees him turn like maybe she sees the idea maybe you maybe we get to see the idea first glimpse in his head to make this run for the gauntlet you know like who knows they, they're doing this prequel at a time they could absolutely put thanos stuff in this movie especially since it looks like he might have some relation to this movie yeah, <clears throat> mm. I don't know, man. Pretty excited. Ah. Just so good. Um, I, there's a really interesting uh, line, and I don't know how much this matters, uh, but we know that we're gonna see. Okay, this this is from some YouTube video I watched, and it's it kind of spoilery because it, it says something about what might be in Captain Marvel. So we know it's about the Kree Scroll War. So, spoiler alert, yeah. possibly for Captain Marvel. I obviously don't really know anything. Um, but this YouTube, <laughs> this YouTube channel kind of projected this idea, and I like it. Uh, Nick Fury is going to be in that movie, and he's going to have two eyes. In yeah. Civil War, um, I think it's Civil War, someone says, trust me. And uh, no, it wasn't Civil War. He wasn't even in that movie. Nick Fury, anyway, uh, it may have been uh, uh, Captain Cap 2 or something, um, but uh, Nick Fury says, someone says to Nick Fury, trust me, and he says, last time I trusted a man, I lost an or last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And so, I think he's going to lose his eye in Captain Marvel. I've, I've thought that ever since they said he was going to have two eyes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got to lose his eye in this movie, right? But we also know it's going to be somebody trusts. What if he's trusting a scroll? <gasps> so, oh, no. so whoever we see him trusting in Captain Marvel, it doesn't mean they're a scroll for sure. It means something's going to happen to cause him to lose an eye. It might not even be their fault, but it could be that they're a scroll, and that's pretty cool. Oh man! Oh man! And then, ah, oh, no, stop. <laughs> we don't even know. We can't have secret invasion like this. We don't even Yeah, what if secret invasion started then and it's been going on this whole time, man? What if Tony's actually a scroll? Oh, we've, we've definitely discussed this. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. <laughs> um, Ad nauseum. That's, <sighs> that's why Iron Man 3 was so weird and moody. It was like moody scroll trying to figure out his Tony Stark character. <laughs> He's trying to figure out how to beat Tony Stark. Yeah. Yep. 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 That makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, so PayPal said to us on uh, on 
Twitter, at MCUCast. Sorry, totally random, but what if when Thanos snapped his fingers, he was part of the half? Like, he said it was totally random, he had a 50-50 chance, it would have been the ultimate plot twist. Yeah, I I think that was absolutely possible. Uh, And I kind of, I think that would have kind of been beautiful. (laughs) Like, and... And then that scene with Gamora at the end, or whatever, that didn't happen, that was like a deleted scene, would have been even more interesting and beautiful if he just, like, died for his what he believed in or whatever, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It literally cost him everything, you know? How much did it cost? <laughs> everything. Yep, yep. How much did it cost? Everything. What, I mean, what if he actually did get part of the half? Like, what if he was... What if that scene where he was like a farmer on a rice paddy? What if that was in like the Soul Stone in the the Soul Stone universe? It's possible. He's possible after he snapped and fell through that portal that he was part of the half. But I think I think I don't think that's in the in the text, if as it were. I don't think that's no in the in the movie. It it appears that he is still alive on a farm somewhere, somehow with a gaping wound in his chest. But I guess if you have the gauntlet, you could probably heal yourself. I mean, he can just roll time back on his chest. Yeah, so I think he's good there. So, next up, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Unlike Marvel, AMC has stepped up and did the right thing by rehiring Chris Hardwick. Interesting, uh, interesting correlation. Um, <laughs> Chris Hardwick's case is a little different. Uh, <laughs> it just depends on... like it's a, It's a much more of a he said, she said... And then she said, she said, she said, because apparently a lot of women have come to the defense of, uh, apparently they're, they're, I think AMC probably did the right thing. Uh, they apparently did a, an investigation and found that the, the, uh, the, the things against Chris Hardwick were not true. Um, now some people would say, you got to trust the woman. She says, she says it happened, it happened, but you got to have some sort of um, process for, trying to someone's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty the problem is it's really hard to prove these things and it's hard to move forward as a society and get past some of this like chauvinism and shit without uh without when you can't prove who's wronging people um yeah uh it's it's just it's such a it it's a society change we're going through honestly it's it's trick it's it's really tricky and rot with all kinds of um things because yes you you got to trust women uh but you also have to investigate when when things when when uh, you know to, tr- to try to clear someone's name i don't know they're innocent until proven guilty but in this place guilt is so hard to prove it's just it's just tricky <laughs> it's really tricky but uh yeah that I, i'm glad i'm glad that if 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 those are faults that the that right has won and that hardwick is uh, Hardwick is back in his chair. The difference in between those two stories are that th- in that story, at least, like I understand why AMC would have, if if those were if those rumors are true, then Chris Hardwick's a monster. Uh, Disney fired James Gunn for saying things, and I and I talked about this a lot on the James Gunn firing episode, but. There's got to be a different level of punishment for someone who does a wrong thing and someone who says a wrong thing. Right. Right. And so so these cases are very different in my mind. It's like one is one is more about like investigation and finding out the truth 
And like, yes, if it's, if, if they find no evidence, um, I don't think he should lose his career over uh, that Chris Hardwick should lose his career over someone's allegations, especially when a lot of people came out to his defense to say it wasn't true. And apparently there was some evidence showing that, uh, basically, uh, some evidence that how it supported his side, um, and she she claimed to have recordings and stuff, but I don't think any of that has surfaced. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah. uh, that's just a different. It's just a different case because in one case, like I understand, I understand AMC's move to to fire someone when someone's been has such a cloud of misdo mis like a wrongdoing hanging over them uh but disney like fired james gunn over something he said and something they knew he said it's like intellectually dishonest it's hypocritical it's like people pleasing in the worst way and it's like harming uh harming art that has been worked on and created over all over a decade because you don't have any uh, fortitude like it just it, it's it's bonkers the fact that they even did it in the first place is bonkers and the fact that they're sticking with their guns is even more bonkers um, or not sticking with their guns they should really stick with their guns <laughs> I get it um, okay you added a second in I added a second in that's clever Sermon Smith not MCU but this is hilarious reading Entertainment Weekly and they're talking about the 20th anniversary of Blade Jesus Christ it's been 20 years that's crazy uh yeah, uh, he says the screenwriter David Goyer mentioned that the studio, New Line, came to Mr. Goyer and asked if Blade could be a white character, and Goyer's answer was perfect. He said, absolutely fucking not. That's right. Good, good, yeah. for, good for Goyer. I, I don't like Goyer's writing in a lot of cases, but uh, good for Goyer on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good that he stuck to his guns. Yeah, Marvel. You know, you know where Goyer, <laughs> you know, Goyer I, is now? He's a DC, where they... Okay, they don't really stick with their guns either. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't, really don't. They don't stick with anybody. <laughs> and you know, um, like, I don't know that I could really envision anybody but Wesley Snipes being Blade at this point. Yeah, there was speculation. Uh, we talked about it on the cast a while back. There was speculation that they were looking into making another Blade movie and that he might reprise his role, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which would kind of bring those movies into canon, which would, yeah, be, yep. which would be super fun. Which would be awesome. And now, and now Deadpool has another thing in the Marvel Universe to talk about, because he was also, uh, Ryan Reynolds was also in those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's where he came up with the insult, cock-juggling thunder cunt. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that. I remember reference. really random things. That was random. Uh, that was Blade Trinity, boy. <laughs> we, we have we have a voicemail. You want to hear a voicemail? Oh yeah, let's hear a voicemail. Here it is. Yo, mama's so fat. Thanos had to snap twice. Dang. Shit. <laughs> oh snap. Oh, he. I, um, he's he's talking about our mamas, man. <laughs> I'm just talking about your mama. That's a that's a good that's a good yo mama joke. Thank you. That is a good one. Thank Thanks you. for that. That's, I, I kind of want to use it. Yeah, just don't. It's I haven't used I haven't said a yo mama joke since like 1993. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's time to start. Yeah. You know, things don't change unless you change them. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> Be the change you want to see in the MCU? I don't know. Yeah. Totes. <laughs> All right. So Kyoki Young said to us on uh, Facebook message, hey, guys. Or, I'm sorry. Hi, guys. Let me get that right. I'm going to read it right. Hi, guys. I recently discovered a fun card game called Versus System 2P or 2PCG The MCU Battles, Ooh, which I found a lot of fun. In it, you choose a main character who tries to defeat your opponent's main character with the help of various supporting characters and plot twists. It feels kind of like a mix of Magic the Gathering and Star Wars Destiny. Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> I was hesitant at first, as the Versus system has been around for some time, and I assumed this MCU version would be existing material just reskin for the license. However, I was sold when I saw how much effort was put into the game to make it fairly drip with MCU flavor. Ultron, for example, is easy to kill, but has a tendency to keep respawning again and again. Very thematic. There are, of course, a lot of Marvel games out there, but the others draw from the richer comics universe, with which I'm only passingly familiar. What makes Versus system 2PCG the MCU battles appeal to me is that it's MCU specific with beautiful screenshots from the movies it might also interest other listeners of your podcast and then he adds a link it says Excelsior Kyoki from Seattle P.S. sadly the game covers the movies only no TV shows maybe in a future expansion neat uh, I may have to try that because uh, that's very up my alley I think I tried yeah. I played the versus system once and I did not love it um, I am. I mean, what? I like magic. I like Star Wars Destiny. Uh, I I don't need another hobby like this to take all my money away. Yeah, that's very true. At least the I think the versus system is is like a self contained. So I mean, there's a lot of I think there's a ton of uh, expansions for it, but I think it's like a it's more like a board game than a collectible card game. I think I'm not totally sure about that. Okay, but uh, my most uh, my most the thing that this connects to most for me is um, the uh, gosh sorry is the legendary games. Yeah, the legend. The, the problem with legendary is that they have so many damned expansions, and I own them all. <laughs> have I told you that? Yep, I, I currently own them all. Oh my gosh! I just looked up legend. I just looked up that game that he's talking about. Um, yep, the the versus system two P C G, um, and it was it had a legendary uh, card game connected to it. It's legendary. Oh uh, it's a new expansion. It's called Legendary Marvel Deck Building Game, tenth anniversary edition. Marvel Studios, the first 10 years, Phase 1. Oh, God. That's right. It's a legendary Marvel Studios version, and it's one of the big boxes. I don't know. You, you, you have a bunch of expansions. You know, the big boxes versus yeah, the small boxes? Yeah, I've got the Dark City expansion. Yeah, it's one of the big boxes. So, Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to have to buy this. I'm just going to buy it now. Um while we're casting, because <laughs> Legi- gonna, I'm just going to do this right now. <laughs> I, 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 I really like the legendary games. Uh, the legendary game. I now have every expansion, at least except until oh. now. I didn't know this one existed, but I'm. But yeah, I'm this it. Uh, this edition has 12 new villains and one new mastermind. Oh, that sounds. Awesome. The entire set will contain images from Phase One of the MCU. And it's called Phase 1, because you know they're going to do Phase 2, Phase 3. 
it says first 10 years, but it's only going to be phase one. And now I'm going to have to get first 10 years, phase two, first 10 years, phase three. And they're all going to be $50. All right. It's already bar- It's already purchased. It's on its way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> screw no, screw you, Marvel. I own so much Marvel Legendary. Um, yeah, Marvel Legendary is super good. It's very similar to the Versus system in that it's, 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 it's a... It's a card game. You play against each other, and e- but every game is totally different. They have a different mastermind and a different villain group and a different henchman group and uh, different heroes you can choose from, and it's super fun. I love. I really yeah. love Legendary, but I don't know. This versus game does sound cool. I may have to check it out. Yeah, Legendary is a bit closer to Dominion in that it's a deck building game. Yeah, deck building instead of you know, like collectible card game. Which I don't know if Versus yeah. is... I don't think Versus is a collectible card game. I think it's... Um, am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? I thought Versus was a was more like a board game in that you make the I'm not cards. sure. It looks like every expansion yeah. that I'm seeing is like one of each character and you pick which character. Yeah, so maybe it's just... Uh, maybe they have just... You know how like, uh, they do those pre-made decks... For like, oh ma- well, it's magic mechanics deck building. Okay, it's a deck building game then. Mm. I wonder if that's right. Okay, anyway, we're gonna move on. Uh, you, we're gonna stop <laughs> talking about the. You guys came for Marvel's and Magiwars talk, but we could talk card games all day. Uh, Marvel, yeah, we could. Marvel card games specifically all day, which is real silly. <laughs> I, I, I go, I go way back. Like the Fleer, I think it was like Fleer '93, like uh, X Men series, Marvel. Oh, I had every card. I used to buy them and sell my doubles at school to other kids. That was like my that's my wow. first entrepreneurial uh, experience was selling Marvel cards in, you were in that fifth kid. grade. Oh yeah, I would go and I'd buy like a pack and then I'd sell all my doubles so I could slowly collect all of them, and then I'd go with the money the next day and buy another pack. I had friends who like would buy all the ones they didn't need, but I'd mark them up just enough so I could go and afford another pack. <laughs> oh man, I got I got every I got every one. It was great. Matt Turner Toad hit us on Twitter at MCUcast. Hey dudes, I'm already across hashtag HelloFresh. Check my chicken. Blah blah. What? I prefer to read comics than recipes, but this stuff is really yum. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, do you think Sony using Spidey's best villains in their crap movies will screw it for the MCU? I really want an MCU Craven. I sure hope not. I sure hope that. By the <sighs> way, thanks for thanks for reading HelloFresh. They were our sponsor last week. Uh, if you want to get HelloFresh, it's HelloFresh.com slash MCU60. Use the promo code MCU60. Okay. Um, I think it's MCU Cast 60. Oh, you're right. MCU Cast 60. Yeah. HelloFresh.com slash MCUcast60 and use the promo code MCUcast60. Okay, now for the craven of it all. I really hope when Marvel was deciding to make these movies with uh, Sony, they discussed all of this. Um, oh, like who they're going to include? Because yes, I want to see a craven movie. Um, I, I, I don't know. I want to see. I want to see a Venom movie. You know, in a few years, once they've established who Spider-Man is, like. Right? I don't... Like, I don't want Venom without Spider-Man. Venom without Spider-Man is pointless. Yeah, I agree. I just don't... I, I think they're wasting... They're wasting their their IP by using it in, in individual movies. And yes, they're having to be subservient to Marvel, but, like, 
just be subservient. Like, sit back and make money. Like, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just sit back and sit collect back, that make paycheck. Money and focus on making other things. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I really hope they don't use all their best villains. And if they... May, it might happen. Tom Holland's young. And it might happen that they keep making Spider-Man. They've been making X-Men movies the whole time the MCU's been going on. And then now they're making... It looks like they might bring the X-Men over, and they might reboot them. We don't know how they're going to bring them in yet, but I'm thinking they're going to reboot them when they do. Um, and it could be a, the same thing. It could be Phase 2. Tom Holland's a 25-year-old, or I don't know, 29-year-old Spider-Man or whatever. Um, if he if he's up for making them that long, which I kind of hope he is. I'd love to see like a guy actually grow up as Spider-Man. Um, but even if it's not, even if they have to recast the Spider-Man role, uh, say we have like a 29-year-old Spider-Man, and that's when they need to bring in the Venom movie. And this Venom is so such a disaster, uh, which we don't know that yet, but it seems like it's going to be. Um, like maybe Sony will give up, but it'll be enough years between that we'll be able to be like, this is a fresh Venom, you know? I mean, they 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 like I said, they've made all these X Men movies, and they're going to probably bring them in the universe. They just they made a Hulk movie just a few years before they made Hulk. Um, you know, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So, so it's it's very possible that they'll try. And honestly, the the best thing we could hope for to get them in the MCU is that. And I hate to say this, but the best thing we could hope for, because at this point, I just want a unified universe, is that those Sony movies fail. <laughs> like, and it yeah. sucks to say that because I I never say that. I always want this kind of content to succeed. But at this point. You got Spider-Man in one place and Venom in another. That what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but anyway, uh, the short answer is I really hope that Marvel, when they made this deal with Sony, talked about what villains they're going to use because that matters yeah. a lot. Like I hope they they have those the certain villains locked down. Maybe they decided they didn't want to use Venom. Maybe they decided they're not going to use Venom for ten years and they can make whatever whatever they want with Venom. But. I really hope that that's not the case. Um, uh, it was reported uh, one day ago, actually, on CBR that Tom Hardy is signed for three Venom movies. Yeah, that's just standard, though. That's If, if it's super yeah. successful, they'll make three. If it's what it's looking like, because it's got really bad word of mouth already. It's not out, so we don't. none of us know. Um, but it's got really bad word of mouth, so I have a feeling... I don't know. I just have a feeling it's not going to do well. And just <laughs> I not just hope well. it doesn't do good. I mean, who knows? <laughs> they could make three great Venom movies and then later have a reboot of Venom into the universe, just like they've done with, they're have done. they going to end up doing with X-Men and Fantastic Four. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. As, and, and, yeah. and honestly, I, I feel like Venom, I don't know exactly how old he was in the comics when Venom, the whole Venom storyline happened, but I feel like that was a little bit of an older, more seasoned Spider-Man, right? Mm, I don't know. Spider-Man that was in the comics when he came back with the Venom symbiote had been around for a couple of decades at that point. So yeah, he was he was a bit more seasoned, right? Like he'd been around in comics for a couple of decades. Like as far as the actual comic timeline, he you know he's probably in college. Okay, yeah. Um, so I mean, it still could be. He's a, he was what a sophomore in this movie. In, uh, yeah, in homecoming, his sophomore in homecoming. So you got a lot of years. I mean, you've got seven years to play with before he's got to be out of college. You know, <laughs> you really could. Uh, yeah, you really, you really could reboot this in time. 
So, Superhero Ethics hit us up with an email. Hey, guys, what a great topic. Thanks for diving into it. Uh, oh, it looks like this one is the in relation to Avengers Replaced that we dropped a, yeah, okay, so what, a week or two ago? Yeah. He says, uh, what I want to see is the X-Men coming into a world that is still divided by the Sokovia Accords, particularly because it puts such a different spin on the disagreement between Professor X and Magneto and the alliances that would be formed. X is probably going to be pro the Accords, and Magneto is going to be absolutely against them. But is Cap going to want to work with Magneto? Can you imagine Tony and Professor X realizing they have to team up? Not only would that be incredibly entertaining, but it would be a great way to explore all the different different issues and conflicts around the relationship between powered and non-powered people. Even if you're right, and I think you are, that Cap and Tony are gone by the next phase, you'd still have similar issues with whoever takes up the mantle of the pro and anti-accord sides. That's what I'd love to see. Great episode. Thanks, guys. Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew's from Superhero Ethics. You guys should all check out that show. It's great. Um, it really, they really, like, every week, just an, ethical, an ethics conversation about superheroes. It's what we need in this world. Um, it's great. Yeah. We're actually looking at uh, getting Matthew on our show here in a week or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's definitely interesting. I do think that the world is going to be a little less divided over the Sokovia Accords. Well, whatever this pocket universe that we're going to be seeing is going to be a little more divided over the Sokovia Accords, uh, like we discussed earlier. But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen post-Avengers 4. I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's hard to speculate about it, especially when we don't know like how Tony and team are going to fix the events of Avengers Infinity War. It is hard, um, but we do it two hours every week. Yeah, we still try. <laughs> See, what we're doing is we're just throwing so many theories at the wall, and then whichever one ends up being the thing, we're like, oh, we called it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shh. You're revealing our secrets. <laughs> oh, my bad. Trade secrets, everybody. All right. Well, um, that is all for today. Uh, we will be back uh, in tomorrow with some cloak and dagger feedback uh, that we're going to drop. Uh, that we're just going to talk to some of that. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. It has been a pleasure providing your Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast this evening. If you would like to support the cast, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. That's where you can uh, throw us a couple bucks. It really makes the show go, and you can, like, uh, commission episodes or get swag or all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.